I am Janil Kalnick and you're listening to The Porsche Project. This show is an open-ended exploration of the experiences and stories of people who have made their mark on the design and construction of the built environment. Let us begin. For the first episode of The Porsche Project, we have Prince Shah. He is my good friend from architecture school, a construction manager in New York City, and is also an incredible filmmaker. He was generous enough to talk to me about his life growing up in India, him moving to the U.S., and what led him on his journey to where he is now. So please enjoy my interview with Prince Shah. What is your first memory of being affected by the physical space around you? Okay, so, you know, I grew yep. up in India, and, you know, as you would know, and, you know, you've seen in movies and internet and everywhere else, India is full of culture and religions, and there's, like, so many kind of religious aspects to the Indian culture. It's kind of all ingrained and intertwined together. So, in terms of being mm-hmm. affected by physical space, one thing that I kind of can clearly remember is Growing up, we used to go to temple a lot, mm-hmm. but not not just to kind of go as religious from a religious perspective, but really to see mm-hmm. the architecture. And one of the kind of clearest memory I think I, sh- I have is just the idea that we would go to all these religious places, regardless of religion. I mean, we went to Islamic architecture, Hindu architecture, Christian architecture. You know, we went to all kind of different places of religion just so we can understand the architecture and just really understand build spaces and how people meditate. You know, it all boils down to meditation, sitting in quiet, mm-hmm. becoming one to yourself, right? So one of the clearest memories I have is going to this Hindu or Jain temple and just going there and just sitting down and just looking at the ceiling and just being amazed by all this intricate work that all these guys have done. And, you know, it's not and what was interesting, and it to this day surprises me, is all the architecture that you see here, India, wherever it may be, all over the world, yeah. people kind of carry on that intricacy and the, the details of the old school design. I think that that's, that's I would mm-hmm. say, that's my first memory of being affected by physical space, just really sitting down, taking it all in, closing my eyes, looking up at the ceiling, and just enjoying these like intricate details. Yeah, that's because uh, I remember you and James, you had gone on a trip back to India. I that's know right. back in the day, right? right yeah, right. I remember um, seeing pictures from that. Yeah, I, I mean, what was interesting is when growing up, my, my dad had a business. So we really didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere else outside of the city. I mean, we went here and there, but yeah. not, not really a trip. So yeah. what, what was cool is when I went with James after, right after, you know, graduating from architecture, visited all these yeah. places that I had never seen. You know, we went to see Buddhist architecture, yeah. Buddhist monks and the incredible <laughs> discipline that they have. I mean, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just funny you mentioned that because recently I saw, you know, the, the movie Lion? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. where you had the, the little kid and you got lost and stuff because I thought of you. You know, because I was like, well, he doesn't really look like Prince, but I was like, like living in India, he's kind of like this little kid. Right. It's reminding me of you. I actually just saw the movie too. A few, I think a couple of weeks ago. It's pretty, it was incredible. I mean, you know, just, and knowing that that story is of a real person and that has actually happened to someone was kind of, I was like, okay, all right. You know, that's incredible. 
Yeah, it kind of just reminds, it's like the vastness of India because he just, he was on a train and then he just didn't know where he was. Right, yeah. And and he was telling people where he was from and they didn't even know the city, even though right. it was just so huge, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and, and then, I mean, it ties into like just understanding kind of space, you know, he, he it's interesting how like it all ties together, but he was able to know where he was from just because he could re- recollect all these places just from, you know, his memory. Yeah. He was just building each place in his mind as he grew up. And yeah. he was like, okay, well, on Google Earth, he was like, okay, I know where this is. I know what this looks like. And then it all came yeah. back to him, you know? So just sense of place. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. How about you just tell me a little bit about your experience kind of moving from India to the U.S.? Because I know you came when you were like in the middle of high school right so what was that that's like? right okay so <laughs> grew up in india came here in about 10th grade and that was a that was a very interesting experience i moved here kind of half of 10th grade so i started half 10th grade here i finished the other half in india or i should say started mm-hmm. other started half in india and finished the other half here but yeah. the system I grew up in, I went to a strict kind of a Christian school my whole life. So our our principal, oh, yeah? our principal was the father. Yeah, you know, so it was amazing. And, yeah. and there was kind of these set discipline, as you can imagine. And you know, I'd like to definitely give a shout out to Mar Gregorius Memorial. That was the school I went to, and I mean, it's it's kind of shaped mm-hmm. the person I am. So yeah, definitely. But. So I went from that school and then kind of, I'd never been on a plane, obviously. So, mm, you know, okay, my know father that. had this great idea. And he said, you know, why don't we take a plane from our town to Mumbai, which is the main, you know, the, the metropolis, the big, big city. And then from there, why don't we take a, the next plane? Our, our big flight would be from there. So at least you have a smaller introduction to what a plane ride feels like. And then you sleep overnight. Yeah. And then the next morning you can take this longer whatever it was, I think it was a 16 hour or 18 hour plane ride, whatever it was. And then, you know, we had a, okay. lay, we had a layover, you know, all that great stuff. But we said, okay, all right. Yeah. So we do that. I just remember being amazed. I mean, we had like everyone we ever knew, I could say, come, you know, they came to drop us. Like it, it was like a whole 30 something people that, you know, that really oh, mattered uh, in our lives, our friends, family, yeah. and to drop, friends. Yeah, drop us off at the airport and you know, all this stuff got here the day we so what's incredible is the way we planned it out is we'll start a new year in new country so because you know this was the beginning of our next chapter you know next chapter of our lives so we said all right we'll start we'll start our year in a new country first january so we landed here on 31st Mm -hmm. december at night and you know at that point we had never seen snow because where i'm from in india it doesn't Mm -hmm. snow it's hot yeah <laughs> you know? yeah well, no me too right right yeah right. so so land here yeah. 31st december and we're like oh there's no one on this airport jfk you land at jfk you know the most bu- the busiest airport that ever you know there is and there's no one on the airport and you're like okay I'm trying to just kind of going through all that struggle and like figuring out how to get out and the immigration process and whatnot but then yeah. really just we we got home my uncle's house and we drove through what now I know it's like you know the Grand Central Parkway and the LIE and got home and we're like wow what is this mm-hmm. place it's like we thought New York <laughs> was full of like buildings 
this place is like the wilderness. There's like nothing here. Like, <laughs> in Long Island, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like these are the single-story houses. Anyway, got to yeah. school. Uh, you know, a week later, this we were just amazed by just snow everywhere. Apparently, it was like the it had never snowed that much in the in, in the past like a year or two. That just happened to be a like a year with a lot of snow. Anyway, so yeah. you know, a week later, got to school and completely amazed by the school structure system. You know, I remember the first day and just like, oh well, okay. There, so your next period is lunch. I'm like, okay, well, what do you do in that? You know, we, I didn't have that. <laughs> the school I went to really? was, yeah, we, well, our school structure was a lot different. It was a, kind of a five hour school. Every class is half an hour and you get, okay. you get about half, half an hour lunch, but then you're still in your class. You don't have to go anywhere. Teachers come to your class. It was a very wow. different school system. Uh, so here you have to go to yeah. different classes in high school at least. Right. So yeah. And they're like, okay, it's lunch. I'm like, all right, well, I'm lost. So I'm just walking around in hallways for half an hour. And then the security gets me and they're like, uh, excuse me, uh, are you, why are you not in class? I said, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and they're like, all right, well, we'll show you where the cafe, you know, the cafeteria is. They took me downstairs. I'm like navigating through and trying to figure out, you know, what to eat, what not to eat and all that great stuff. But anyway, a very, very different experience. And then yeah. they said, well, where's all these big buildings, you know? <laughs> you know, we always see all in the photos, all these great buildings. And they're like, well, it's... Yeah, skyscrapers, right? Yeah, it's, it's, all these skyscrapers yeah. are in Manhattan. Like, oh, okay, we, we, we got to figure out how to get there. You know, and then, and then that was that was the other kind of... That was like, aha, like, you know, all right, well, this is all the buildings. You look up till your you know, neck can bend, <laughs> you know, like, well, the buildings <laughs> never end, you know? So that, I mean... Yeah, that, incredible kind of experience but it teaches you it kind of makes you humble because you're always starting from zero you know you're of course your parents are starting oh, yeah, from zero definitely. but you as a kid or a person you know younger person starts from zero because you have no context you know no at that time the internet i mean there was no social media i mean there was myspace but it was you know not yeah not, you know not, that <laughs> not really that not much most, yeah not the most exciting and most it, it didn't reach i should say all people or connect the whole world at that time at least right so yeah. you come here and it teaches you kind of just being or taught me i should say just like being humble you know and and understanding all right well now i have to rebuild and have to obviously make new friends you know i had great friends in india so i had to make new friends figure out how the school system worked because the people who brought us here my uncle was, uh, my aunt and you know they had a son but their son was very young he was and he was how old was he? He was ten. So they didn't know how high school systems work or college or anything. Yeah, so like, definitely. Yeah, trying to like understanding and navigating through. And I think what what it taught me really is a being humble, but b is be open to new things. You know, and and definitely <laughs> never shy away from asking questions. Because once you do that, and you know, if if I was shy in asking questions, I probably wouldn't have built the kind of work ethic or or even the mindset that I have now you know okay it just yeah. starts early on you know and, and then high school yeah definitely. And what's interesting is high school like 10th 11th grade it's kind of the pivot point for most kids you know mo- uh, most teenagers mm-hmm. i should say um, because that yeah. that's what that you know people always talk about like oh this is the year that makes you or breaks you you know because <laughs> you, you know if, if that really defines you what do you do in high school and whatnot you know people take high school very yeah and sats all that oh, you know yeah, yeah. yeah people take high school very yeah. seriously at least in terms of emotional and physical growth you know 
So, you know, yeah, the development. Yeah, yeah the development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so that was interesting too, just being into like kind of thrown into the mix of a different culture and just navigating through all of that, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. All right, so let's uh, shift gears to mm-hmm. your career now. So, right now, you work in construction management. So, why did you decide to do that instead of? traditional architecture because we both went to architecture school together and I think especially when I, when we were there I feel like they mostly push you know traditional practice right so you kind of took this different path so right. why did you decide to do that okay just kind of a little background growing up in India my mm-hmm. father had a aluminum fabrication business so it was kind of you know doing um, it was actually not aluminum fabrication but I should say more kind of missed metals you know, he, he was, yeah. he owned a business of doing, you know, windows and partitions, even kind of simple facades mm-hmm. and whatnot. So my kind of, mm-hmm. and, and he would have us kids come to the factory and help him out because, you know, as people take time off here in Christmas in India, it's Diwali and, you know, the Indian, uh, yeah. right. Uh, so, yep. but that's also when most people want to renovate their houses. So, you know, you have, you have supply, I mean, you have demand of all these folks that want to build houses or redo their houses, but then the supply of labor is very low at that time. So he would have us, you know, me and my friends and whatnot, especially just me and my sister, really, and my mom come and help us in the factory. And we would like put together all these like aluminum windows and whatnot, right? You know, I was kid, I was kind of very young, but it filled in me this kind of interest in how, knowing how things are put together and that you know that really led me into going to architecture school and understanding okay well things are being constructed but who is designing them and how are they being designed yeah. and what is that mindset and thought process behind designing those spaces really right so yeah. from architecture school while in school I was kind of just really you know, as every every high school and kind of college student does, had weekend jobs and weeknight jobs and whatnot. And uh, interestingly, yeah, you worked at Duncan, yeah. right? I remember you worked yeah, at yeah. Duncan. Yeah. So in, in high school, I used to work at Duncan Donuts uh, because it was very close mm. to to my high school, and you know, I could go there from school or even come home, change and go, or work on the weekends and whatnot. And from there, when college started, the first kind of two years, I kept working there. You know, no one's hiring an intern and their freshman year in an architecture firm because at that point you just don't know anything yeah. right yeah exactly. so, so i'm like okay well i just you know continue working here and i started working on my resume built that interestingly so right when i started redoing my resume and i had just finished you know so i can look for an internship i mm-hmm. one of the customers you know he, he he was a regular and he goes oh so what do you do i mean you know obviously you're not here every day so you go to college i assume and i'm like yeah I, go to NYIT mm-hmm. and I go for architecture. And he's like, oh, are you looking for an internship? I said, yeah, I am. You know, as a matter of <laughs> fact, I just finished my resume. It's in my email. I can go That's in the great. office, print it out right now and get to you. And, and, you know, the guy was so surprised. He's like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> <He's> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Give me your resume. Whatever. I said, okay, great. Give him a resume. And at that time, I had no idea, right? So I'm thinking he's in architecture or design firm some I'm assuming it's a small firm the way he explained he didn't explain anything he just said you know it's a, it's, yeah. it's a good firm we do design we do architecture you know we're, we're, we're in that industry really he kept it very vague 
I said, okay, cool. So <laughs> I gave him the resume, <laughs> but then I go on a vacation to India that summer. So when I come back, I get a call. He's like, hey, is this Prince? I'm like, yeah. He's like, this is so-and-so. And, um, you know, we have your resume. We've been trying to contact you for the past two months, and we found out that you are actually <laughs> on a vacation. I was like, yeah, I took the summer off. Finally, <laughs> you know, I went. He's <laughs> like, okay, well, guess what? We still have the spot. We held it held it open for you, and we would like you to come in for an interview. I'm like, okay, great. Obviously, at this point, I write down the company name. I definitely don't even look it up, right? I, it's I'm not even thinking about researching the company or anything. The day of the interview, <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, I gotta, or I should say, the night before. Let me look it up. <laughs> no, I have to research it, and it's Tishman Construction. you know i have no idea what this company is you know being in a bubble i should say i never heard of it look it up and like oh wow they practically built most of you know at the at at one point in time they were they had built practically all of manhattan you know and i mean they're great for they built the first world trade center you know they worked on the second world the new you know the after the attacks you know the new world trade center oh wow this is awesome go in there (laughs) <laughs> and I'm still not, it's still not clicking to me that it is a construction firm and not an architecture firm. Go in there, go for an interview, get the job. It was great. Uh, the first boss I worked with was awesome. But then now I'm working in real, uh, now, you know, obviously through the interview, I'm like, okay, what? So this is a construction management firm and not no. not an architecture firm. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, okay, great. We know it's, oh, <laughs> you know, we'd love to learn that. So why not start that job? kind of I fall in love with just the idea of kind of it takes me back to the way I grew up you know working in fact yeah working on the field understanding how things are put together yeah yeah so I'm thinking okay well you know what let me go through this process understand this and learn you know construction site logistics and scheduling and project management and all of that you know great things and then meanwhile you know I'm going to architecture school so Obviously, once I graduate, if if I decide to land into architecture, at least this will help me. You know, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, definitely. you know, it, it will at least help. You know, it's not, it's, it's definitely going to help me. So why not? So I go through that. Yeah. A year in, I'm saying, okay, I really like this construction management field. And mm-hmm. as soon as I, right after I graduate, you know, meanwhile, I'm very passionate about, you know, my all my projects that I'm working on in school, the design projects and understanding you know through even through thesis you know that i had a great opportunity of going into going to turkey and you know istanbul and working working on these great projects this great thesis project i should say and but i'm i'm always thinking okay well what i'm understanding now is kind of it 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 put me in a thought process of understanding okay well this is what you're designing how does that relate to construction just under you know it gave, gave gave me a mindset of what I'm designing needs to be constructed and how yeah, will it definitely. be constructed and, and, and you know how will it be put together yeah. how because meanwhile a great opportunity I had at my internship right off the bat in the second month that I started I worked uh, on a project on World Trade Center and you know I got to As the one, one World the, Trade Center uh, one World Trade yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so I happened to work on this small project you know it's you know, it's really just there for my bragging rights. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. it, you know, not, nothing very significant, but happened to 
what really kind of blew me away is the logistics of the work that was being done there. You know, how things are even brought to the site, you know, very complex site. And to me, I mean, it, it, it kind of that thought process of logistics and how things are being even brought to the site was something that yeah. I took with me through all my kind of projects. So every project that I had in the design school, in the architecture school, I should say, kind of had some sort of an influence of how it's being constructed. Right. Yeah, it gave you that perspective, right? Definitely. Like the, yeah. That kind of constructability perspective on architecture. Right, right. So, and when I graduated, I said, yeah. okay, I, you know, and, and meanwhile, I'm still working as an intern at Tishman. <laughs> I said, okay, this is something I like. You know, I definitely want to move into construction management. And that's really when I decided to go into construction management and not architecture. All right. So you're getting all this experience, right. all this construction and you like it you really like it so tell me a little bit more about some of the projects you worked on like what have been what's been your favorite project to work on sure so i have i mean so far through internship and through through my previous job at tishman and then now where i work i worked on multiple projects so i've worked on mainly i i should say i started out working on a lot of logistics of a lot of projects mm -hmm. so i work i used to work in logistics and scheduling as an intern where I used to kind of help project managers at that point put together site logistics on figuring out, okay, well, you need to have X size crane on this small site and, you know, it needs to swing and what's the swinging radius and how can you get the crane in? And if you need to do kind of foundation and you need to truck, truck materials out and spoils out, how can you get that? How can you make that work? What permitting is involved? what site constraints are you know prohibiting your work what will be challenging to the schedule of the project you know every project can take x amount of time for activity but then again if the, mm -hmm. the building site is either massive or small that's what really kind of dictates this project schedule right um yep so understanding all of that um kind of put me into uh, I should say what I started that what um, at, I started working as an intern on this project for Cornell Tech. We first put a proposal uh, for the construction of Cornell Tech. So I was working on the proposal of that project when I was an intern, uh, mm -hmm. and then so I, I was there since you know when they put the proposal in to bid on the project, and then from there I got an opportunity to kind of be involved in the project from an intern uh, internship perspective. Um, and then when I graduated college, they asked me to, they asked me, hey, do you want to continue on on this project as a full-time employee and go on site and you know, work out of a trailer and be the on-site project engineer? I said, yeah. No. And so yeah. that project was, uh, so that's the Cornell Tech project on Roosevelt Island. And yep. yeah, I, I think, I, think um, I would say that has been really my favorite, so far my favorite project. I mean, it's a short career span so far but um yeah that yeah, because, that project gave me an opportunity of kind of develop uh, developing myself um as mm -hmm. as a you know in, in as a project manager i should say and also yeah. understanding all these different construction aspects you know civil utilities uh there was steel construction mm -hmm. there was concrete construction there was um logistics of this kind of um 12 acre site and understanding 
um, you know, how, what part of the site gets built first. So you don't eventually, you know, choke your, you know, corner mm-hmm. yourself and, you know, and how do you start understanding the planning process? You know, there's a design planning yeah. process, right? But then there's a construction yep. planning process, which is as complex because here now you're figuring out, okay, what do you need to do first so you can do your next step, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then great thing about construction is while some activities kind of lead lag, a lot of uh, kind of, you know, can, I should say, while some activities are concurrent, a lot of activities are lead lag or, you know, one activity stops, finishes, and then the other activity starts. So then, you, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so that's kind of very generally speaking that that was the reason of why that's my favorite project uh but it all okay you know also it gave me a chance of working with you know great kind of architecture firms you know you had, you had som and you know they're working with um yeah. james cornerfield and all these like great firms but, nice yeah nice, good, yeah. good firms they were the ones that did the highland right? that's right yeah um yeah, so yeah. you know so gave gave us an opportunity of understanding also the design intent and that thought process, you know, which tied me back into the architecture mm-hmm. school and saying, okay, I know what you're trying to achieve. And as a CM yeah. and our, we can direct our subcontractors and make sure that your vision in architecture and your design vision or intent is being translated into the built work. So that's, that's largely, I think I should say, why that project was my favorite so far. Okay. Um, I just want to s- kind of switch because I remember in college that you were really into like filmmaking and production. Right. Yeah. Has that has that informed any of your construction work or vice versa? Can you tell me more about what you're doing now with that? So uh, yes. So through college, I was very, in a, you know, continued to remain very, very excited about filmmaking and photography and the, you know and that that aspect. It it just gave me this kind of a creative avenue. You know where I could yeah. where I could explore something more than what I was doing in my own field. You know, be it designing, yeah. be it construction. You know, construction can get repetitive sometimes. You know, where okay. you can have a month where it's just it's like okay, well, now it's just right now we're just starting to put jobs. So it's just paperwork. <laughs> so it's you yeah, know you're doing Excel sheets or Procore, yeah. whatever you know you, uh, software you're using, but it's it gets yeah boring. I use Procore yeah 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 so yeah. it kind of gets at work yeah it kind of oh. gets a little bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so, yeah. so so it, it gave me more kind of time to, at that time at least, gave me more time to concentrate on photography and, um, and videography. But going back to your question, how did, how does that help me? Right? What was the question again? Sorry. How does that help me? Yeah. Yeah. As far as you have these two different fields, right? right. You do construction management, you do filmmaking. I'm not sure if doing that has helped you in your filmmaking or filmmaking even helped you like the kind of things you do you did like a music video with jennifer <laughs> you remember that i remember that right. in college yeah. I, did a music so video I don't know if, if, if when i was in college i edited documentaries like a small documentary and i, I found out mm-hmm. actually one of the very kind of documentary that i edited for my friends in india has now like yeah. millions of views wow that's which, nice. which is awesome okay and then apparently want some local, like, which is great. Nice, which nice. great. But going back to your question, I think what filmmaking and, and, and photography does is 
it teaches you how to look at things from a different perspective. And then I think okay. so does architecture, yeah. but, but this, it's a different way of looking at things where you are filmmaking and photography is, you know, you're framing, framing objects, framing interesting things, um, you know, either for a still photo or for video, mm-hmm. right? But no. the kind of the thought process behind that is there's, you have to set your clear vision, right? Set up a clear vision. You have to set up steps on how to get there. And those steps are either you have practiced over and over and have to take a shot or have to take a photo or you do it once and then you say, okay, well, let's break down what I just did and then figure out the steps next time how I can achieve. If you do something great once, that's great. But now the idea is how can I repeat what I just did every Mm -hmm. single time without a fail? And to do that, you have to break down what you just did. So I think, right? So construction and even design in that terms can, is related, you know, where you, construction is doing these kind of break, broken out steps to get to a point, to frame a vision, I should say. So you're framing a vision Mm -hmm. of end product or the design intent of the architect, but how do you get there with XYZ steps? I think that's, I don't know if that was very vague, but I think, I think that's, that's how. No, no, it makes a lot of sense. You know, as far as with filmmaking, you gotta get the different shots and you gotta, you know, you have a schedule similar to construction where you gotta schedule and you gotta do certain things. So. Okay. I figured out ask because I was kind of preparing for this and I was like, I wonder if he's done any more videos. Oh, so I was like, I, maybe. <laughs> so I have. You know? Um, I, so what okay, I do now cool. is I, so I, so last year I had a great opportunity of doing like a maternity shoot. So I did that. That was awesome. Mm. And then I. Maternity shoot? What do you mean? Felt like a photography. I did a, like a photo shoot of a friend of oh, okay. her, you know and um, you know she was pregnant and we did this whole photography session oh nice okay. yeah and then last year i was, I was fortunate to do a, a wedding uh video i should mm-hmm. say uh, for someone's wedding so i'm editing that right now nice, nice. but then <laughs> then like because it's a larger process there's time consuming process of like going through all the shots and like understanding okay what needs to go where and what music needs to go where and all, you know all the great stuff yeah since it takes so long I, you know from time to time what i try, try to do is i just to keep the creative juices flowing and like edit small videos here and there and put it on my instagram yeah. stories or on the feed facebook and stuff yeah, yeah yeah so that's you know i try to do all of that yeah. so i'm working on that now and one of my goals for this year is trying to kind of do more things when it comes to that part of my hobbies or yeah. maybe turn that hobby into something you know monetizable where i can make you know do do yeah. you know second source of income that's that's a goal let's see cool now that, that sounds, it's nicer that outside good. you know i'm more happier so. <laughs> yeah summer so yeah summer's coming up so yeah. it'll be nicer outside, so that's right. yeah. no more snow <laughs> all right i want to jump into another aspect of your career uh-huh What's one of the things about what you do know that people have like misconceptions about? Because I know you kind of went into construction management because you, you thought it was architecture, but right. um, what are one of the things that like if someone looked from the outside was considering it, what's one thing you'd want them to know about it? In terms of construction management or just... just uh, yeah, as far yeah. as construction management, okay. yeah. People who are not in the field with construction management, architecture, or, you know, do not have knowledge of the field, always tend to think things yeah. they take, things should take a lot less time. 
than they actually do. Mm. You know, that's the biggest misconception, I should say. People don't understand okay. the concept of unforeseen issues. You know, you could, mm. you could have a great example is I have a project right now that I'm working on that's kind of stuck because of an unforeseen, unforeseen subsurface issue, you know, the geotech issue, you know, where the soil that we have okay. is not suitable for the type of construction oh, yeah. we're doing and type of foundation. So we have to change our design in New York City that, uh-huh. you know, that means redesigning the foundation, doing piles, doing, going back to all these different governing bodies, you know, be it DOB, or if you're close to a tunnel, no. go to MTA or go to DOT. You know, all that process takes so much more time than I think, yeah. than I think people even kind of understand or comprehend. And then the other thing is, very interestingly, mm-hmm. people think things should be a lot cheaper than they are, you know, because <laughs> oh, they don't yeah. understand the concept of good labor and good product takes good labor and good labor is not cheap <laughs> not cheap you know you could always get yeah. you know it's it's you can get things cheap fast you know or you can get things that are good not that doesn't mean that they're not fast you know they, it takes their time but it's just i think that's another misconception people have that why is it taking so long to do you know xyz <laughs> activity you know, I mean, why, why? Yeah. it's always the case but i think that's so far it's those are the two good things or the other thing would be a great great uh thing that i'm dealing with right now is um people because we have internet people you know would watch would ask you okay well what's the issue and of your project and you'll tell them okay this is the issue and you know they obviously are not in the field Mm -hmm. so you kind of boil it down and you know simplify the issue simplify it so they can understand they'll go back look it up on youtube and, you know, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, it's great. But then they would come back to you as, as if they were subject matter expert. <laughs> and, and, and then um, they would just kind of question as if everything you were doing was incorrect, even though, you know, you've kind of just simplified the issue. And that's the reason. And then, you know, then you sit down and explain to them really. And then, but, but I think that's the other thing. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's kind of similar. Even in design, people think like they see plans and drawings and they think that it takes a way shorter time uh, than it than it actually takes. Similarly in construction, like you said, with the unforeseen issues, it's definitely similar in both respects. Right. What person do you say had, has had the most impact on your professional career? Okay. So I, I, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about this. It's interesting because I thought about this earlier this year i think it was new year's actually and i was just kind of okay. writing briefly writing goals and whatnot it was i should say there are two people very interestingly so and they are kind of you know now that i'm looking at it they're complete opposites of each other so one is one oh, is yeah? my thesis okay. professor you know sima uh, uh, the Kuntas, sima, yeah. sima Kuntas. she mm-hmm. has kind of through college and then just as a person she is so passionate about the things that she does and you mm-hmm. know the amount of hard work that she puts into things i think that's something that i really always remember and kind of take with me yeah. you know wherever i go and like whatever i'm doing I'm like okay well you know you know if i'm like even one third of the person that the one third <laughs> of the passion and hard work that she has i could be somewhere else <laughs> you know you know, <laughs> you know i always yeah. I always go back to that and then just in terms of like cool. you know instilling the fact that you know, the thought process and i think the fact that, okay, there's, you know, you do, we all do a lot of work, you know, either be it at school, be it in our work life, be it outside of work, our hobbies, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah. I think, I think it boils down to 
are you doing work that you're very passionate about? Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you won't always do work that you have to be very passionate about, but then you always have to find something that you are passionate about, right? And I think it's really what kind of she and some, like that, that, that was like the crease that she laid in my brain. I'm like, okay, well, you really need to, you know, work hard, yeah. work hard for the things that you like and you really care about and then be passionate about it and be able to defend it if it's right. That was kind of the, okay. you know, the pr process of the thesis, kind of the whole thesis project that we had. And then the second yeah. person I would say is Tim Kroc. He was the kind of my superior Tishman at the Cornell project. Oh, you know, okay. he, he's got this kind of, I should say, like a coach way of operating. You know, he's, he's, he's like this hard, okay. hard coach who really breaks you down and rebuilds you into someone that you'd be proud of. You know, he, his, mm. his sense of discipline and his sense of approach of things, definitely in construction management is, you know, it's great. It, it's he teaches you, okay, well, you need to, you need to be able to answer things in clear, concise way, you know, um, you need to be able to okay. understand what you're talking about, you know? So if you're in a meeting, if you're listening to a concept, you know, ask questions if you don't understand it. I mean, he was, he was big, uh -huh. very big on that. You know, if you don't ask questions, you don't grow. So, you know, he, mm, that is true. Yeah. you know, so, so the project in terms of, so the, you know, the two people are kind of, I would say, inspired me or one, like, you know, Seema Kuntas, just in terms of how to approach things, right? And, and just yeah. like, how do, we, how do we be passionate about things? How to, how to really work, work hard and get there, you know, the hustle. And then Tim Kroka was more, how do you take that and how do you be a good project manager and understand for unforeseen conditions, challenges, approaches to the client, approaches to other people who are not playing nice in the sandbox, approaches <laughs> to construction subcontractors. You know, he, he was great in terms of teaching all of that. And then, you know, I mean, yeah. he, you know, he gave me an opportunity where I was a year in the first year. I'm not sure if this was his intention in terms of progression of how I was going to develop. But the first year I started yeah. at the project, I was working on logistics and schedule and things that I was doing into my internship. Next year I was doing procurement. Mm -hmm. So I was working on understanding how scopes are written, how you write contracts, how to reach out to contractors, how to buy things, you know, just like buying nice, projects. Nice. Okay. And then the third year yeah. was understanding, okay, well, we had a project manager at that time and, you know, she had an opportunity to go to a different project and our current project was at a mm -hmm. where it could be autonomous. So yeah. I should say there was aspects of the project. So then I was given the opportunity to be the kind of the assistant project manager, I should say project manager for all these small mm -hmm. grades, you know, paint, concrete, drywall, masonry, you know, even, even doing this um, facade and it's a great facade system. And I was a project manager yeah. for that, you know, leading all these trades and sitting in the meetings, directing contractors, you know, having, he trusted me to run all of the, all these aspects of the project through his vision and through his you know, supervision and advice. You know, we ended up doing great. But I think I think that why, <laughs> you know he was great in understanding. Okay, you know this person is kind of he was great in pushing me to work hard, I should say. And then the okay. opportunity yeah. where now I'm like, okay, you know you should always think about the end product, think about what happens after that. So I think that's that's why you know those two people. Thing inspired me the most nice so uh yeah. kuntas was the hustle and then yeah hustle. tim your boss he was the communication kind of guy and he gave you a lot of responsibility and right he was big on you know when he asked questions good, he, yeah when he asked questions he was big on if you can't answer and yes 
or no, then you might be just uh, BSing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. uh, it was just kind of a hard coach approach. Of he was direct, right? He was very, yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds like he was really direct. He That's was, cool. Yeah. That's cool, man. We're going to get into some of the questions. They're kind of like, not really designing questions, but okay. they're more, I guess, imaginative. Okay. This one is, if you could build your perfect space, what would it be? Like the elements and what would be in it? Perfect space. <laughs> okay. So I would say, all right. So kind of the journey of my thought process and what's kind of changed my approach to things has been, you know, went to architecture school understood construction, mm-hmm. went into construction. And then I recently just finished my graduate school where I went to school for fine for um, MBA, right? Oh yeah, uh, actually tell me more about that because <laughs> I think we didn't get into that before but, and I wanted to ask you. Sure, yeah. So MBA. Yeah, yeah. So I went into, so, you know, I went to architecture school, worked in construction and realized, okay, you know, one thing that the architecture school doesn't teach you is how to manage, manage things, mm-hmm. you know, manage people, manage teams, manage systems. And mm-hmm. also how, how do you understand kind of what, what is the holistic, like if, if I was running the project as it's my business, what is the holistic process, right? There's a finance portion of that. There is mm-hmm. management portion of that, which is the main portion, but then there's marketing portion of that. And marketing is just not that you're selling things. It's also how you're projecting things, right? So I went into kind of yeah. MBA to understand to, from that perspective. And I would say I was more serious about MBA than I think I was about my bachelor's of architecture just because it was an opportunity where I was working during the day, going to classes at night. Yeah. So I was really into the schedule where I was saying, okay, if I'm doing this for the next two years, I better be concentrated and better understand and grasp everything I'm learning because, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's a struggle, <laughs> you know, going, going to work yeah, all yeah. Day and managing then, all that. Yeah. yeah. And the first semester I, I ended up taking these, uh, this crazy schedule where I would leave, my classes would end at night at 11. Then I would take the train home and then the bus home and then the train and bus would always after 10 were under construction. So I would get home at like, you know, mid, way past midnight almost at 1 a.m and then yeah. go to bed wake up early get to work at seven so wow. you know that was tough <laughs> yeah that sounds um, tough that yeah tough. and then start again the next day and then that was three days in a row and then the next two days i had classes that ended at eight so it wasn't really that much better but to me it was like okay i'm doing all this i better be concentrating <laughs> you know and understanding and learning all these concepts yeah. so the reason of going into the mba going back to that is was really to get that thought process of how things are managed end goal you know if your end goal is to start your own business or you're running the project as your own business how do you approach yeah. the management of those things but what what mba also taught me was systems right how do you make sure kind of we, we in mba there's classes called quantitative analysis and quantitative management where you know okay. you, where you talk about okay how do you set up a system that decreases the amount of time to do that activity right so you set up mm. a system that reduces the time it takes to do a certain activity so like now when i think about things when things are placed in the house or placed at work definitely is yeah. you know are things within my reach am i doing a project that is on the shortest amount of schedule like you know the critical path you know is the critical path being followed and things like that so in terms of yeah, you know yeah. going back to, management yeah, yeah yeah going back to your question I think about 
what would be kind of the ideal place, perfect. right? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, okay, what? A perfect space and the elements. I think I'm looking at it more in terms of approach. So where it's yeah. an ideal space to me, it's a space that is more approachable. It has to be warm and comfy and all that great stuff. You know, yeah. it has to have this inside, you know, stuck in, in this dark room obviously you know you, it needs, <laughs> needs to needs to have the concept of nature and light and all the great stuff right but just taking yeah, from yeah. a very high level perspective it needs to be kind of designed designed for success in a way if that makes sense okay you know what i mean so when you say success you mean as far as the space right yeah. you mean okay so, so designed for success meaning it's come home it's approachable it's it's warm fuzzy all the great stuff but it's also things are within reach spaces are designed in a way that they flow so it's not an mm-hmm. effort to live it's an effortless kind of fun yeah it's just easy yeah, you know effort, like you, it's effortless you feel good in it you know yeah, yeah. yeah. okay and well constructed cool. you know, just going back to that uh, well <laughs> yeah <enjoyed. laughs> cool all right all right so this is gonna be our last question okay and this this podcast is called Poche Project. Right. So, so picture yourself, you're drawing the section of a building, right? right? You're back in architecture school, you're drawing it. If you could shade in the Poche of your own section with something that you think would make the world a better place, right. what would that be? Okay, that's a great question. And very, <laughs> very kind of deep question, I should say. Let's see. I would say, okay, some of the kind of principles that, that I, I believe in, or one of them is really, you know, two, well, I should say two things. One is, you know, when people are stuck into things and people kind of get hung up on things and hung up on the negative, hung up on the question or the problem. And one of my yeah. thing, biggest things is solve things. Like don't get hang up, hung up on the problem or what yeah. someone did to you, what the situation is emotionally, physically, mentally, work-wise. Yeah. Don't get stuck up on that. Don't get how we got here. Get get to, all right, well, how do we improve this? Let's solve things. Right? No. So that's one. But the, the philosophical, I guess, answer would be just really, like, have gratitude, I guess. You know, be thankful. Be thankful. Yeah, yeah, be thankful. definitely. You know, no one owes you anything. You know, <laughs> you know? So, so, that is true, you know, yeah. And then be thankful and be thankful for what you have. Stop comparing. Compared to your your own competition, you know, like how were you how were you yesterday? Are you better from yesterday? If not, will you be better tomorrow? Uh-huh. What are you doing today that will make you better tomorrow? I think, you know, like you know, yeah, philosophically, I guess speaking, you know, that would be the answer. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I don't know if <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know? As far as and less comparing yourselves to other people and more it's like if you're in a position today, are you yeah, working on getting yourself better tomorrow, you know, yeah, well, you not know, like comparing yourself to other people. Right, yeah, right. I think when you analyze think. yourself and you're thinking about your betterment and you, you know, comparing to yourself and whatnot, then you also kind of get into, okay, now I can, I can solve X, Y, Z, because now you're concentrating yeah. on the problem, and then you can also yep. now understand more of what you are grateful for, right? Because you get into a position mm. where you you now know, okay, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is how I like to approach the problem. Yeah. These are the things, places, people that that I am thankful for. I think that's that's one thing that I would ins- I would like people to more incorporate. You know, it's not that I'm the greatest person. You know, that that I'm perfect and I do that all the time. It just that's the goal yeah. to work towards. Got it. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thanks for talking to me, Prince. I've loved talking to you about your career and everything that's going on in your life. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Poetry Project podcast. For more information, please go to www.poshaproject.com.